Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 44. If you count all of them, that's 238 episodes, and that was a lot of breath for me right now. I'm Craig. And my name is Britt. And Craig, we are back, despite the fact that you're still recovering. Yep. He's here tonight. So don't be shocked <clears throat> if you don't hear a ton from him, because <clears throat> he's probably of... just trying to breathe. Just trying to not cough a lot into the mic or yeah so I'll, I'll try to use the mute button more but, but here tell, we are. tell tell our listeners how you are feeling um so i have a full-blown like sinus infection now oh so jesus now i'm on now i'm on antibiotics and a steroid inhaler so fun time for everyone <laughs> mm. oh and, boy and the, the doctor was like all right so you're gonna take the antibiotics and she was like it's probably, you're probably not going to feel any different for at least three full days of you taking it. And I'm on day and, one and a half, technically. <laughs> all right, so you need another day or two. <laughs> at least. It's 10 days. 10 days. Oy vey. <clears throat> but here we well, are. Well, we're glad you're still with us. And uh, we're just going to jump right in tonight. Not that we have a ton to cover, but the faster we jump into stuff, the quicker this poor man can get to bed. So... <laughs> Craig, let's start with the non-alcoholic <laughs> beverage I'm sure you're drinking tonight because you're on antibiotics. Uh, yes, I am on a clear liquid called, or on a clear liquid. I am drinking a clear liquid, liquid called water. Yay. I used to curl with a guy, and I'm not, I'm not going to call him out by name, but he wasn't a big drinker. Hmm. But he, was, he, thought, he thought he was the most clever man in the room whenever he made a joke. He was one of those guys that made hmm. bad jokes and hmm. would be like, Huh? Huh? Like, I seriously thought sometimes he was going to go waka waka. <laughs> and he he would sometimes, after a, a curling match, um, it's traditional for a winner to buy the loser the first round of beverages. Okay. Um, it, it's just, it's an accepted custom in, in curling. It's actually considered very poor manners if you don't. Okay. And um, so one night I was playing against him. And my team beat his. And you always buy for the person who plays opposite you. So if you play the lead position, you buy for the other lead. If you play the skip position, you buy for the other skip. And so he was playing across from me. And so I walked up to him and I said, what can I get you to drink? And he looked at me and said, I'll have a glass of Adam's Ale. And I went, what in the holy hell is Adam's <laughs> Ale? I've never heard of this brand of beer. So I went to the bar thinking maybe there's a new beer in our, our, our club bar. I said to the bartender, do we have Adam's Ale? And he looked at me like I was insane. He said, not only do we not have it, I've never heard of it. <laughs> and I went, okay. So I went back to the table and I said, dude, they don't have Adam's Ale. He goes, oh, we have plenty of Adam's Ale. Just go up there and tell them you want Adam's Ale. <laughs> All right. I went back to the bar. I, I had the same conversation. I came back and I went, can you tell me what the hell I'm supposed to be buying here? Because... You keep sending me for Adam's Ale. I have no idea. He was like, finally, he laughs at me and goes, water, Adam's Ale. Get it? Adam, the first guy from the Garden of Eden, all he had to drink was water. (laughs) And I was like, okay. So I come back with a (laughs) bottle of water. And he's like, you didn't get the joke? And I'm like, no. No, that could be a legit name of a beer. (laughs) Yeah, he got up, walked to another table full of curlers and said to the guy, what are you drinking? The guy was like, oh, I have a glass of wine. What are you drinking? He goes, I have Adam's ale. Get it? And the table (laughs) stared at him like he was nuts. (laughs) And I'm sitting at the table going, he's going to wander around this entire club until somebody laughs at his stupid ass joke. 
Yes. Did he? No. Well, he did he wander? Yes. Did anyone laugh? No. <laughs> so Craig is drinking Adam's ale. I am drinking Diet Cola, and I will tell you why. Why? Because Friday night we played Rift Tracks online, and I consumed a lot of beer. A so lot. that would be more than three. I believe the official count was seven. Wow. And seven beers, okay, that's a solid night of drinking. That all happened in four hours, and somewhere in between <laughs> I squ- squeezed in two shots. So <laughs> wow. my you know, you know what? Me... For I was there playing with you. Um, you, you, did, you did okay. I made I made a decent amount of sense. I must have been really well hydrated. So I'm taking a couple of days <laughs> off, and the and it, it, the timing is perfect because this weekend I have I'm co-streaming a uh, Hearthstone tournament on Twitch. So there'll be no drinking this weekend. So it's a good time for a break. So I have just regular diet soda tonight. So Craig is drinking Adam's ale. I'm drinking diet soda because I don't have a clever name for it or supposedly clever name for it. Let's move on to burning hot take. <laughs> Craig, give or receive tonight? Um, I will receive. Okay. On NFL Total Access, Kyle Van Noy was on to talk about the offense of the Steelers after Big Ben. And he said, quote, I'm excited to see Mitchell Trubisky. What he learned from Brian Dabble. Dabble? I don't even know the, 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 the offensive coordinator, I'm guessing, or the quarterback's coach in Buffalo. I'm excited to see what he learned from Brian and Josh Allen. Elite quarterback play, elite play calling. I want to see that in action for the Steelers. Let me read that last sentence again. It's talking <laughs> about Mitch Trubisky. Elite QB, elite QB play, elite play calling. I want to see that in action for the Steelers. Craig is... That, are mean, you as excited for Mitch Trubisky going to uh, Pittsburgh being, as Kyle being Van Noy is? Being a Bengal fan, Yes. <laughs> I am excited to see that. Um, you know, I don't know. Was it was it just the Bears a bad fit for him? Is he really not that bad of a quarterback? I don't know. We'll, we'll find out in in Pittsburgh because he's clearly going to get a chance to play. You know, he right. wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna play in Buffalo unless Josh Allen got hurt. So, I mean, obviously, he's <clears throat> saying the coach and Josh Allen, the coach whose name I can't pronounce because I honestly didn't know who he was. So I'm guessing he's the offensive coordinator, the QB, QB coach. I'm not really up to date on my coaches. I'll be honest with that. Um, apparently, he, what he's saying is this elite unit in Buffalo is going to rub off and he's going to take it there. I'm not really so sure that's the case. I'm excited for Mitch Trubisky getting there, but they've already drafted the future. I don't see how Mitch is anything but a placeholder. And I'm going to predict that unless they get off to like an epic start, which no one's predicting for Pittsburgh, no. as far as I can tell. Um, unless they get off to an epic start, he's probably sitting the at least... He's not surviving, like, through week 12, in my opinion. Like, they're going to want to see Pickett in action. I think Pickett's going to see action this year. So you think he... You think they bench Trubisky, or you think it's going to be one Sunday, and I'm like, eh, you're going to sit down this week? I think at some point they sit there and say this season... So... We've talked about this a million times. We're never, we've never been high on the Steelers to begin with. But right. in, in, in a normal situation, we have not been high on the Steelers to begin with. Now, and when they seem to be going into a rebuilding year, I'm even less high on the Steelers. I think this team probably goes 4-8 and eight in its first 12 games. 
And I think they look around the room and go, there is no harm in getting Pickett experienced these last five weeks or maybe four weeks or three weeks, whatever, however they want to decide to do it. There's mm-hmm. no harm in getting him some experience because we need to know that he's the QB of the future. That's what I right. think is going to happen. Uh, more, yeah. more than likely, because they already said they're going to reduce um, Harris's uh, ball count, play count. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the what the Steelers' offense is going to look like now, especially if they're down. <clears throat> you know, they're going to have different receivers as well, especially with Juju being gone. Mm-hmm. Who may, you know, he said he might wind up back in Pittsburgh one day, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, what do you got for me? <clears throat> um, so, let me see. Oh, where'd it go? Hold on one second here. Ah, oh, there it goes. Sorry. Okay, so the Panthers, uh, they're in a bit of a flux, I would say, for, for okay. a team. Uh, the Panthers coach, Matt Rule, and I just want to get your thoughts on this, this quote. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold would be our quarterback if we played today. Is, like... Do the Panthers actually have any do you think the Panthers have any kind of plan for quarterback at this point? Because they seem very no. confused on who their quarterback is gonna be when the season starts compared to like week eight. <laughs> yeah, no. No, they have no idea. And and this is why the Panthers have struggled. They have to they're they're focusing their efforts in the wrong area. They need to be focusing on keeping Christian McCaffrey healthy. Well, a good quarterback play, that'll happen. That's true. But you're not going to get good quarterback play this year. You're either putting out a rookie or you're putting out Sam Darnold. And Sam Darnold, for all the success I wish the guy has had in the world, and I've been a Sam Darnold backer. We picked him up in the Dynasty League, you know, when he was a Jet. Um, We were excited when he got sent to Carolina because we had shares of him. (laughs) And we thought that was going to be a turnaround. That was wrong about that. So, I, I no, I, I think I think Carolina has to find a way to utilize McCaffrey without breaking him and without wearing him down. Because if you leave Christian McCaffrey to his own devices, he's going to want to touch the ball thirty times a game. And we know that he doesn't have the durability for that to be an option. Right. It's just. No, I think what they should do is they should use this as a building year. They need to protect McCaffrey, build. Even if Darnold is the starter, he is not starting at the end of the year. Same situation as Pittsburgh, in my opinion. We're going to see a lot of rookies playing by the end of the year. Your thoughts? I think so. I think they they also got, it seemed to they got stuck in a Baker Mayfield limbo trade, too. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think when that fell through, they were just like, I, we don't know what to do now. So really, so really quick, though, who has a better record next season, the Steelers or the Panthers? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, without looking at their actual schedules? Yeah. I mean, we could, but yeah. The entire NFC South feels like it's rebuilding. Uh, it has like Tam- Tampa's it has Tampa the only... Bay, and, uh, that's it. Is Tampa <laughs> like the only team that hasn't changed quarterbacks in the last two years? Uh, I'd have to look that up. <clears throat> like, since is Tom Brady is is clearly, in terms of longevity with the team, and this is scary to think about, seeing this would be his third season there, but Tom Brady is the dean of the NFC South quarterbacks because Jameis Winston just got there to New Orleans. Matt Ryan just left Atlanta, 
and Carolina doesn't know what the hell it's doing. And even if it does start Darnold, he's only been there as long as Brady has been in Tampa. Yes. Less time, actually, because <laughs> this is Brady's third season in Tampa, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it would be. Or fourth. Yes. Third or fourth? Yeah, no, no third. Third. Third, because he won his first year there. Last year, the Rams won. This will be his third season there. So, yeah, I... I think I think Carolina probably has a better record because they'll be playing an easier schedule and they're in a division that's I mean comparatively the AFC North I mean the Bengals and the Ravens by themselves are better than every team in the NFC South. I that's think so. Four games that the Steelers <laughs> are likely going to lose or lose 3 out of those 4 games unless they figure something out. I'm not confident saying about that about anybody in the NFC South against Carolina. I think that that entire division's at any given Sunday. Like, I don't know how Tampa doesn't win that division. So is the NFC South the new NFC East? <laughs> no, because the NFC East is still the NFC East. Yeah, that's true. That they haven't gotten any better. The Cowboys are the Cowboys are still three injuries away from either last place or the Super Bowl every year. <laughs> the Giants this have not made year. significant strides. Yeah, this is their year. The Washington Commanders are being investigated by Congress. <laughs> and the True. Philadelphia Eagles are still standing there going, remember Dick Vermeil? <laughs> he was good. We changed Wait. our logo. <laughs> Before Andy Reid was a champion over there, he was here. Hello? He was a nice man. Hello? <laughs> so, and along those lines, you brought up Baker Mayfield, which brings me to my second question. The latest Baker Mayfield rumors, because you talked about the rumors of him going to Carolina. Yeah. The latest one, and it's heating up today, is that the Seahawks are still highly interested in um, Baker Mayfield, which led the FanDuel people to post a Twitter, and it's a fill-in-the-blank. So the question is, fill in this blank. <laughs> Baker okay. Mayfield makes the Seahawks a top-blank team in the NFL. Uh, <clears throat> I'm uh, uh, top blank, top blank team in the NFL. Should I should I play the match game music while you think about this? I mean, you I don't think I, I can. We do could. It. I don't know if I can play that though. I can see like I'm pretty it. sure that. We, yeah, but I mean, I could try to hum it, but I don't think that's a good idea either. Here's Baker thing, Mayfield though. makes the Seahawks a top blank team in the NFL. I don't think he gets them any further than Russell Wilson would have. With the team that they have, <clears throat> they don't okay. have they don't have a running back. They have several. They the have several running backs, and none healthy. of them are healthy. I think that's the problem. <laughs> they have receipt. Like I don't even know. I'm like let me hold on. I think their defense changed. I just feel like the Seahawks are in like this weird. They're rebuilding. They're they're it. They're like in the beginning phases of rebuilding. Mm-hmm. It's this weird gray area where, like, well, they'll still win, but they had Russell, and he'll get you, like, three or four wins, like, on his own. But yeah, you need more people around you to win uh, consistently, and I don't think the Seahawks have that right that. now. The Seahawks that went to the Super Bowl and lost on a very stupid play. Sorry, Cinch. They, they should have never called that play. But um, that Seahawks team doesn't exist anymore. So. Oh, God, no. Not even close. <laughs> Not even close to what was once there, but I and, and the Twitter people have not been kind. The, the average response is Baker, Baker Mayfield makes the Seahawks a top thirty team in the NFL. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, 
Yes, he does. So I'd, I'd love to know what two teams are putting behind him. But uh, the Panthers, <laughs> <laughs> the the Panthers and the uh, the Falcons. Um, I, I think I, I think Baker makes them better, but how much better? I would I would love to see it just because you you know I feel like Baker Mayfield's gotten a raw deal in Cleveland. I feel like yeah. Um, so I would love to see the Baker Mayfield redemption tour. Mm-hmm. So I don't care where it happens, but Seattle feels like a damn good place for it to happen. If he got there, he probably makes them an, a, a 500 team. Yeah. Will they win playoff games? I don't know. But again, not with the team game. that they have. They won't make a playoff game, so it's irrelevant. <laughs> that there's And the NFC West is too... They're not getting by San Francisco and Arizona. And, oh, by the way, the defending Super Bowl champion, the L.A. Rams. Yeah, no. Right now, the Seahawks are the worst team in that division. No, without question. <clears throat> without question. So it, it's not like they're, they're sitting there going, Baker's the final piece and we're going to shock the world. That's not going to happen. No. Baker, Baker is what you need to stabilize while you transition to your next franchise quarterback. He is the Elvis Gerback <laughs> of this generation. Elvis <laughs> Gerback went to Kansas City. was like, I'm bringing a title here. No, you're not. You know what you're bringing here? A U-Haul full of your stuff. That's what you're bringing to Kansas City. That's all yeah, you're like bringing last, to Kansas City. <clears throat> last year's records in the NFC East. They yeah. was, let's see, the Rams were 12 and 5. The Cardinals were 11 and 6. They were? Really? Wow. Um, the 49ers were 10 and 7, and the Seahawks were 7 and 10. And the 49ers dealt with injury all year. They did, like injury? George Kittle. Yes, and the tri- and the whole the whole will Jimmy Garoppolo be the starter drama. That has an effect. That that has an effect. Their passing game last year, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk are, are, are household names now, and they were not a year ago. They were to fantasy people, but to the average football fan, they weren't necessarily household right. names, and now they are. And now they are. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I just hope Baker lands somewhere. So, all right, moving on to our main topic for the evening. Um, why is Triple H trending on? Why is Ric Flair and Triple H trending on? Twitter? Oh no! Did they show up on Raw or something? Uh, next viewership has dropped twenty five percent in the last three years, and they're saying it's because Triple H is out <clears throat> at, at NXT. Uh, I think that's really more that AEW exists, and everyone forgot about Next. I think that's probably true. It's a wrestling uh, podcast now. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Apparently, apparently there's a day in history thing. Uh, On this day in 1995, Hulk Hogan and a handful of other wrestling superstars, including Ric Flair, squared off in a ring just outside of Camp Snoopy. I don't know what that means for the first ever episode of WCW Nitro. Oh, is that when they went there with a tank? Was that that skit? I have no clue. Hmm. I have no clue. But whenever I see people like, when I see Ric Flair is trending on Twitter, my first thought is, please don't be dead. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, all right, anyway. Um, all right, so our main topic tonight is best ball. I took the opportunity this weekend to do a couple of best ball drafts. I know Craig came into a couple of them. And this is really the best time of the year to get into best ball because the, the league information is starting to heat up. People are starting to get excited for the return of fantasy football. People are starting to fill the lobbies. Best ball starts getting some gas right around now. So it's a great time for us to talk about it as we prepare for our rankings, which start in about two weeks. 
So, Craig, just in so just in general, how many best balls have you done? Would you say in the uh, last week or two? Uh, I've done like five. Yeah, I think I've done four or five. Okay, yeah, so like and four. again, we like most of those were on Sunday. I just sat around and did best balls all day on Sunday. So, um, what is your first impression? What stands out to you? If I ask you to tell me one thing about best ball drafts so far this season in terms of players or participation, anything you want. What's the one thing that's jumped out to you so far? Um, so far, I think people are staying with, it seems to me, at least the ones that I've done, people are looking at the rankings the app is giving you and just doing whatever, whoever the app tells you to pick. And these people weren't on auto draft. It's like whoever yeah. the app is telling you to pick, they pick. There's a lot of chalk picks. Yeah. A lot of chalk picks. I'll tell you what mine is, is that wide receivers are super frellin cheap. Like yeah. I was shocked at people are, people are people are shying away from wideouts and best ball and they're taking like a ton of them late because this is where they see the high ceiling low floor guys and they would rather take the higher floor guys in more reliable positions like running back and quarterback and it seems like people are taking wide receiver and tight end people are just taking flyers. Tight end. I mean, even tight ends. I, I I've seen Kelsey go off the board really fast. And I've seen Andrews go off the board really fast, and I don't see a tight end go for four rounds in At best least. ball. Mm-hmm. So it looks like everyone is kind of shying away from the wide receiver and tight end positions in order to generate some more um, some more depth at quarterback and running back early. One of the things that has shocked me. Jonathan Taylor has been the number one in every draft. Every draft I've done, Taylor <laughs> yeah. has gone first. What is interesting, and my second question to you is that the second spot I've seen go between three guys mainly, and they are Christian McCaffrey, Cooper Cup, and Austin Eckler. Eckler's been—I only have seen Eckler go in second once, and I've seen him go as low as like eight or nine. So we'll just kind of keep him as an option in this conversation, mm. but. Taylor being the consensus one and there being some debate over two, who would you like in the two spot between McCaffrey, Cup, and Eckler? Um, if I had a pick, I would probably go with Cup. Oh, you're a Cooper Cup guy, though. I am. But you know what? I was I was also a Christian McCaffrey guy. I had him for a while, but you know, you look at the Panthers' offense and you look at his injury history, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would... I don't think I would take him at two. And that's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, right now his his best ball ADP according to Fantasy Pros is third. Even that, um, I mean, I don't know if I would even take him in general, but not that high anyway. Yeah, but for me, it's just looking no, at his team and looking as he's not. He's a great athlete, but he got injured and he has not been the same since. And his offense is a mess. So, yeah, I I can't disagree with that. <clears throat> I was actually shocked to see McCaffrey going in the top three or four spots because. It's just so unreliable. And don't forget, in best ball, it's not like you can go out on the waiver wire or you can make a trade. Best ball yeah. is one and done. That's yep. it. Once you've drafted, you're, you're locked in there. So who's fallen for you? Who have you looked at and said, my God, I can't believe he's going that low? Uh, let me see. Let me look at... Let me just open this there, up. I, while you're looking that up, I'll tell you the answer. My answer is going to be really simple. And it's, it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I'm seeing yeah. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire go super late, and I, I, I think it might be, to your point, um, 
the whole thing with, uh, with people are just following rankings. You know, I'm, I'm looking right now, his ADP on Fantasy Pros is 69, and I tell you, I have not seen him go in the top 70 picks in any of the ones we've done. Oh, really? I, mm. Yes. I, I mean, I, <clears throat> I, rem- I was actually sitting across from Sean on Sunday in one of the ones that we were all in together, and he was like, I need a running back. Do I want? And he was like, I'm like, well, who's available right now? And he threw out a couple of names. Well, Miles Sanders was one and Tony Pollard. He goes, well, Sanders is there and Pollard is there. And I looked at the rankings myself and I said, Hilaire is there. And he just kind of went, I don't know. <laughs> I said, you're going to take the backup in Dallas or a guy who is hurt literally every 30 seconds in Philadelphia over the guy who is leading the backfield on a Super Bowl contender, or at least a team that was a Super Bowl contender. I don't know where the Chiefs are now without Hill. That's always a big question. That does He does get injured, but this is the conversation we're having. A backup or Miles Sanders over Hilaire, and the guy, he went like immediately thereafter. But, oh, he did? <laughs> oh, yeah. But I was just like, I'm like, I was shocked. I'm like, why is Hilaire going? I mean, that's like fifth, that's fifth, sixth round ADP. That puts him at running back 26. I, I was shocked. So who was shocked you? Who was shocked you that you'd be like, I thought that guy would go earlier? Um, <clears throat> go earlier? Uh, you know what? Let me see. Let me go up another round. I'm looking at one of the drafts we did. Yeah. <clears throat> I really thought, I really thought that, um, Probably Aaron Jones or Patrick Mahomes would go sooner than they did. I have seen Aaron Jones sliding down draft boards. Is that is that a, an AJ Dillon feeling? Are people? I mean, are um, people just are people just cold on the the? On I got the AJ Dillon at sixty two. I got like pack, in, I got, in one of the in one of the ones we did. Aaron Jones went nineteenth. Yeah, I've got him at twenty second in ADP. I've got him at running back twelve. I've got him between Leonard Fournette and Nick Chubb, according to Fantasy Pros, and that does feel really low. But how much of that is... I, I really think people think that the Packers' offense is going to struggle this year. Yeah, especially um, especially without Adams. Is that where all this is coming from? Because we're talking about two teams. When I talk about the Chiefs, we talk about the Packers. We're talking about two teams who lost star top five wide receivers... And Devontae Adams is now down to wide receiver number five. He was a top two or top three um, last year. I'm looking for Hill now. Tyreek Hill's wide receiver eight in best ball. These are two guys that basically fallen out of the top three. And have they taken the entire teams with them? <clears throat> Has Hill is Hill uh, is Hill wide receiver eight in best ball right now because? He's not a chief anymore. Honest, because, honestly, because of where he is, I don't know if he's in the top 10. Well, and I said that last week, right? Yeah, no, I, exactly. I threatened, I threatened and, <laughs> and since he's going to hold me to it, I threatened to retire from podcasting if he's a top 10 wide receiver. I think I said top five. Top five wide receiver this year. But is this, this does the Tyreek Hill move not only affect Hill, but affect the entire Chiefs offense in terms of how people are viewing in best ball? And same thing with the Packers and Devontae Adams? Uh, I think so, just because they were such giant playmakers for their teams. Yeah. Uh, and I think people, you know, people are wondering what the offense is going to look like, Mm -hmm. you know, and these teams, clearly these teams 
existed before these guys played for them. But still, um, you know, you never really know what's going to happen when you have a major change like that. By the way, a piece of news that came through today, and I, I, I just noticed just now, is that the um, Carolina Panthers are saying they're going to be using a new practice regimen with Christian McCaffrey to try and make him help him be more durable during the season. <laughs> that he'll be taking a lot of reps off during the week. So you and know, they're going to the beat him with about, reeds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to be riding the bike two days a week, Christian. You just study the playbook and get on the get on the stationary bike, I guess. <laughs> But I mean, I, I think so. I think I think people are down on the Packers and Chief offense, and it's having an effect across the board. That's why we're seeing Mahomes go a little bit later. Where is Mahomes on here? Hold on, I'll pull it up. But Mah- uh. Mahomes is is QB two, but that puts him at thirty five overall, according to according to the Fantasy Pros Best Buy a uh, Best Buy Best <laughs> Ball spot hashtag sponsors Best Ball rankings. Um, the number one QB is Josh Allen. He shouldn't go till 25. I can tell you, I, and the, the drafts I've been in, I've seen quarterbacks going inside the top 20. Not a ton of them. It's not like a rush, but I've seen Allen and Mahomes go in the first two rounds in best ball drafts, and they're not in the top two rounds. I mean, they're both behind Saquon Barkley. If I'm in round two, it doesn't make a difference what I did in round one. If my choices are Saquon Barkley or Josh Allen, I'm taking Josh Allen. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> not, not according to this ADP or not. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of shocked by that. Honestly, I, I really am. So yeah, I think you may have stumbled onto something there. I think that that might be part of it. That might be part of it. What else have you noticed in, in terms of, of interactions in best ball? What else has stuck out to you or what else do you find interesting? Uh, so people, people are, to me anyway, they're ignoring quarterback a lot longer oh, yeah. than I do because mm-hmm. this is best ball. So I'm <laughs> I'm gonna draft three or four quarterbacks because because mm-hmm. you know if you so you have two of them right so then you only get stuck between two one of them easily could get hurt now you're stuck with one and you can't pick anyone up and what happens if they both get hurt and if both get hurt you're screwed so you, yeah, honestly got, for best but you need at least three in all yeah, in a standard <laughs> in a standard lineup I carry a minimum of three and sometimes I carry four <clears throat> and the DraftKings DraftKings allows you to have two backups per starter per position. So you can carry three quarterbacks, six running backs, and like nine, or no, they do they do two wide receivers too, six running backs, six wide receivers, three tight ends, and still have one spot open. I think they do 19 or 20 spots. So you can get that fourth quarterback. I typically have just gone for three deep at every position and then just try to get something, whatever best available or take a flyer at right. the end there. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I think, And I think part of that is because people wait because, again, it comes down to that depth issue. If you're not getting Allen or Mahomes, and Mahomes is a huge question mark right now, so if you're not getting Josh Allen, you know, Mahomes himself is the question mark, but the talent around him is, if you're not getting Josh Allen, you, you might as well wait. And it doesn't mean you go reach up for Josh Allen, but it means that you just have to accept that unless he falls to you and you're sitting in a situation where, okay, my choices are Saquon Barkley, Josh Allen, or Mike Evans. Unless right. you're in that situation, you're probably not getting Josh Allen in a best ball. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, interesting. It's just, it's, it's fascinating to me how these things are. It changes. It changes every year. Like I took, I took Derrick Henry at like the six pick 
in one of the drafts we were in together. And Sean actively looked up at me and went, really? Derrick Henry? <laughs> and I'm like, the best running back in the league the last like four years when he's healthy? And Sean's reaction was, well, when he's healthy, he missed half the season last year. And I'm like, yes, it's best ball. If he stays healthy for, and he was like, well, you know, he only played like five games last year. Yes. And those five games might win me a best ball league if he does it again this year. So, you know, not to mention, don't forget, people are always like, well, he came back, he rushed to get back for the playoffs. He played one playoff game. The Titans lost it, which <laughs> was did. shocking to <laughs> Which was shocking to everyone, uh, well, shocking to a lot of people. But not only did it, they lost that game, but he played fantastically and he showed no adverse effects. He came back for one game and then had an entire offseason. So I don't think there's going to be, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about Derrick Henry. I'm really not. Let's see if I find his. But so, but, but he's, he's down at RB5. That's crazy. He's down, what was his, let me see his, let me see if I can find his game log. Week eighteen, he was. Oh, where's the, there's? They don't have. They don't have. They don't. They don't have the regular. They don't have the postseason because I'm on. I'm on the Fantasy Pro site. But yeah, I'm sorry. He played the first eight weeks last year. He played eight weeks before he got hurt. So you know, I mean, I I, I don't know. I think I think people are over overestimating that kind of thing. But I think I think he's going to be fine. Let me see if I can find it on, uh, like. Pro reference or something like that. No pro football reference. And we'll move on. Uh, 2021. I mean, keep in mind, he only played half a season last year. He still had 937 yards. He did. <laughs> I mean, come on. Game logs. 2021. Uh, playoffs. He had 20 carries for 30, 62 yards. That's an average of 3.1 yards. He had one touchdown. Okay. That's not tremendous. That's good for you not playing for eight weeks, nine weeks. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I just, I, I, I look at it. I'm just like, okay. I mean, the dude averages, he averages last year before his injury, he averaged 4.2 yards per carry. I mean, wow. just g give the guy his due. Give the guy his due. And he's only 28 years old. He's still, he's still on his prime. So. All right, any more thoughts on best ball before we move on to final thoughts? Um, I no, do one. That would so. be no, that would be it. You no, know what I would would also say is if you let's say hypothetically you want to draft, uh, I don't know, Dalvin Cook. Mhm. Mm uh, make sure you draft his backup. Um just yeah. saying. And definitely you definitely best ball, you definitely want to pay attention to bye weeks. Because you can't do anything about them after the fact. <laughs> you see, I don't. I don't even worry about the bye weeks. I, I really don't, unless I see like I've got everybody stacked up. <laughs> Everyone's because off I, week nine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if if I have zero running backs available in week nine, I've got a problem. But I'm carrying six running backs. Even if I just got one that's going to go out there and get me five or six points, it's worthwhile. I don't worry so much about about off weeks. But I hear your point. You don't want to miss an opportunity by by not by having everybody on the same off week. You basically surrender an opportunity, and the next week maybe three guys go off, but only two of them make your lineup because it's best ball. Right. You know, that's an issue. That's an issue. All right, final thoughts, Craig. What do you got for me this week? Um, final thoughts? I think since we just mentioned best buy, or best buy, damn it. Hashtag sponsor. <laughs> best ball. Uh, this is a great time to practice. 
<clears throat> uh, excuse mm -hmm. me. The if you do DraftKings, it's usually a dollar. Uh, it goes pretty quick, uh, so it's really good practice and to see who who people are interested in. I still think people are going by the the rankings mm -hmm. more than like you know picking players like maybe we would do. But uh, mm -hmm. it's definitely a good good uh, way to try it out. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. I completely agree with that. Um, I, I guess for, for me, my final thought is that, you know, in the last this week, we've lost two members of the NFL family um, gone too soon. Today, we, we learned that we lost to, uh, Tony the Goose, Siragusa. Um, yeah, I mean, that's mm. that way. I'm, I'm drawing. Oh, J, uh, Jalen Ferguson. I'm like, I'm drawing a blank. Who's that guy? And Ravens Jalen Ferguson, 26 years old. Um, the police are investigating that death. I thought the police did made a terrible mistake in dealing with the media on this. Oh, well, um, I didn't see that. What did they do? Oh my do? god! So somebody said, somebody asked them, they, they, some press person. They, they came out and they said, "We're investigating it. We it, it, we don't suspect foul play, but we're investigating it as a suspicious death." And somebody asked them, "Do we think it was drugs?" Um, and he was like, "Well, we don't do we don't we don't determine cause of death. That's for the medical examiner." But we're keeping all our options open, so drugs haven't been eliminated. Don't say that. You should have just that left it off line. at the first part. <laughs> like... Yep. I, I, I'm not going to speculate. All I can tell you is because we don't have a cause of death, it's being fully investigated. The, the medical examiner will tell us exactly what the cause of death is. That is where you stop. Right. That is where, I'm not going to speculate on this. Now, of course, that's the first thing everybody thinks is, oh, God, this young man did... We don't know what his medical history was. We don't know what his family history was. We're just, we, a young man has been lost. And a young man that everyone in the organization and around football has said was really, really young and gifted and, and, and just a genuinely nice guy. Um, oh, this is interesting. Hmm. Wait, I'm just seeing, I'm seeing an article that just came out a few minutes ago in the last 20 minutes. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Uh-oh. What? Tyreek Hill is claiming he's receiving death threats because he said that he, Tua was a more accurate QB than Mahomes. Uh, with social media, I believe it. And, and he's saying it's on every social media, every one of his social media accounts. Okay. So our <laughs> condolences to the families of Tony Saragusa and Jalen Ferguson I'm going to shift into a secondary final thought based off of what we Go. just saw come across online. Go for it. I don't care what a guy says or does. I spent 20 minutes ranting about how Tyreek Hill basically shot himself in the foot on his way out the door of the Chiefs last week. I'm not going to recount that. <laughs> Hashtag Drew Rosenhaus is the king of day traders. You're giving up long-term gains for short-term gains, and good luck with that. Um I also don't think that Tua is a better or more accurate. What did he say? What was the exact words? More uh, accurate. More accurate. accurate quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. I don't believe that is all. It doesn't make a difference if you believe it or not. Death threats are never acceptable in a rational society. It doesn't matter. I have, sp I have spoken numerous times about my political views on here and in other formats. I have never issued a death threat to somebody who disagrees with me. I mean, come on, people. And not to mention... It's not life or death. It's freaking football. It's yeah. not like your family's welfare is at risk over what he said. 
You know, I, I just, it blows my freaking mind when I see stuff like that. I was like, oh, he received death threats. Why? Why would you, why would you threaten bodily harm over someone's opinion about a football game? Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, just, I, I don't get you it. You can definitely, you know, you can get mad all you want over football because we do. But yeah, there's a line. I, I, there's I mean, a again, definite I, line. <laughs> There's, there's, there's a lot, and I, I understand people who are passionate about things like football, but at the same time, I mean, we just recently had an individual who showed up at a Supreme Court, uh, Supreme Court justice's house and said he felt he needed to kill him because he thought he was going to, you know, overturn Roe versus Wade. And I understand passions run high on political issues. This is football. I can't condone you. Sh I can't condone that guy who showed up at a Supreme Court justice's house. How on earth can I condone someone making a threat over something as irrelevant to the existence of life as football? I love football. I, I, I would I would be very sad without it. But you know what? It does not cause or prolong my. It does not ca cause the shortening or prolonging of my life by itself. I'm more interested in things that directly threaten my life and my, my family's well-being, and even those things are off-limits for death <laughs> threats. I mean, what's yeah. next? Are you going to walk into a deli and you get a bad sandwich? you get going to threaten the guy who made the sandwich? <clears throat> uh, probably. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. I worked in the deli. I can tell you people screamed at me frequently. I don't think anyone ever threatened to kill me. Oh, I've been threatened at work all the time. Oof. Well, yeah. yeah, but you you work in customer service. Like, yeah, I know, like <laughs> tech customer service. <laughs> I just I I don't understand this mentality. I will never understand the fanatic who feels like not only it's necessary but that it's acceptable to issue a death threat over anything, let alone football. But you know what's a good thing to to issue death threats about? The answer is nothing. I can't even make the joke I was about to make because it's simply not acceptable. I was about to say, I will threaten death to anyone who does not leave us a review, but I can't even make that joke because it's really inappropriate. But what would be really nice and really appropriate is if you left us a review on whatever podcast directory you listen to. We are on so many now, I have stopped trying to list them all. Um, iTunes is also, the main one. I yeah. Apple Podcasts, rather. Craig, Craig is an Apple stan. He is going to sit there. He will he will fight on that hill to the day he dies. So please, if you love Craig's contributions, go leave it on Apple because that'll make him smile. And even if put into the put into the review, Craig told me to do this. That'll make him laugh. Just just don't make him laugh to the point where he coughs because um, we don't need nobody needs that. Um, but also, if you want to reach out to us, we always love to hear from our fans. You can reach out to us a number of ways. We are at FignutsDFS. On Twitter, we are the Football Fignuts Podcast on Facebook. We are also available via email at fignutsdfs at gmail.com. This is the time of year. If you guys got questions or feedback, we would love to hear it and don't hesitate to do it. Another, we said we were going to do a quick 30 minute episode and we're entering minute 45. So once again, I, I don't know where the time goes when the two of us start talking football. It happens. But, um, if, if by my math, am I doing the math right? Do we have one more episode this season? Technically, yes, I believe so. If I'm looking and next at week's the... an off. Next week's an off week for us. Uh, yes. I'm going to the baseball game. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep. And then yeah, we're having a production meeting next next Wednesday. I don't think you're you're attending this particular meeting, but we're, the rest of us are having a production meeting <laughs> at a baseball game. At a baseball game with beer, because <laughs> that's how we roll. Well, I don't even know. 
I did, I did get, we're going to the heart to see the Hartford yard goats. And I happen to know a member of that organization. And he was like, let me know when you get there. And I'm like, Oh God, I have a feeling a free upgrade is coming our way. <laughs> so I kind of hope it is. I kind of hope he's like, Hey man, I got an extra suite tonight. You want it? Yeah. I'll take the extra suite. Twist my arm. So come <laughs> I get free food out of it too. Anyway, but we will be back uh, probably not next week, but the week after to wrap up season five and get ready for season six. That's right. So um, please stay safe out there. Uh, please leave us a review and reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. But until you do, and until next time we speak, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Hi, Deb. Mm-hmm.